Welcome to Animal Cafe, where you'll hear weekly interviews with experts and enthusiasts working to better the lives of animals, and a monthly segment reviewing fun, fabulous, and useful products for your pets. Check our website, animalcafe.co, for more. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Animal Cafe. Today we're joined by Dr. Sheldon Rubin. Dr. Rubin, welcome and thank you for joining us. Can you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, uh, I'm Dr. Shelley Rubin, and I may uh, actually have a large small animal practice in the city of Chicago, obviously companion animal, dogs and cats, um, have been practicing for uh, over 40 years. Uh, I am the um, immediate past president of the American Heartworm Society. Uh, that is, uh, our, our positions are three-year positions, so I was president for three years, and now I'm the immediate past president, and that's a three-year position. Um, every three years, we have a symposium, a heartworm symposium, and our next one is 2013, and that will be the end of my, my term as immediate past president. So I've been actually involved with the Heartworm Society for over 10 years now. And uh, every day has been an exciting, um, an exciting adventure uh, in a, in this little parasite that uh, nobody would think uh, could be that important, but has turned out to be, you know, a major problem in the United States right now. Actually, a major problem all over the world. Why don't we talk about some of the recommendations that the American Heartworm Society does uh, does recommend? Uh, you recommend year-round heartworm prevention, and I think most of us as veterinarians, at least I hope we are, are uh, recommending that as well. But can we talk a little bit about why year-round uh, prevention is important? Yes. Um, we actually uh, publish um, on our website and in uh, uh, journals um, guidelines for the diagnosis, uh, the prevention, and the treatment of heartworm. Um, our our uh, organization is made up of um, uh, of all volunteers, obviously. Our board is made up of all volunteers. Uh, the American Heartworm Society was founded in 1974 uh, by a group of veterinarians, private practitioners that were quite concerned about heartworm disease. And uh, we had um, minimal ways of being able to prevent and also to treat heartworm. And it has grown uh, over the years. Uh, sadly, I must say that despite the fact that we have uh, so many preventas on the market right now, uh, heartworm disease continues to increase throughout the United States. Uh, and probably and estimates are that less than 50% of pet owners are actually on heartworm medication. And many of those same pet owners that go to veterinarians leave the veterinarian's office uh, without any heartworm medicine at all. So our guidelines, uh, you know, basically are very specific and have become the gold standard for the diagnosis, of prevention, and treatment of heartworm. And our new guidelines that we just released um, emphasize uh, several important areas. Uh, one is uh, we are recommending uh, with, with a fair amount of emphasis that uh, animals and dogs be checked annually for heartworm disease. Um, we feel that that's very important for a number of reasons. Uh, number one is that heartworm preventives are very, very effective, but they may not be 100% unless they're used continuously. And since we can't ever determine when is the mosquito population start and when does it end, and particularly now since we've had such a warm winter up in the northern part of the United States, 
we are very uh, we are emphasizing 12 month prevention. It, it does a lot of other things besides uh, protecting your pet against heartworm. Uh, many of the uh, medications also prevent again intestinal intestinal worms like roundworms and hookworms, whipworms and tapeworms, and uh, some of the topical heartworm preventers also prevent against fleas. So. Uh, you won't forget it if you give it every month, and that way we can protect our pets. The other thing that we're recommending uh, is, is also um, annual blood testing. Uh, we find that that is extremely important, uh, even if you're on heartworm medication, because our early detection of heartworm is, is very, very important in, of course, successful treatment. Um, and that these, these two things are, are the primary issues uh, that we are emphasizing. So we have actually developed a campaign around those, and we call that, we call that campaign the Think 12 in 2012 campaign. That means uh, think 12 months a year about giving your pet heartworm medication and prevention, uh, and also uh, do it for 12 months and get your annual blood test. Very, very, very important. And we've talked mainly about dogs so far, but what about cats? Cats, uh, cats can get heartworms also, correct? Right, and cats are, are uh, you know, an, uh, an important issue um, because when cats get heartworm, it oftentimes is, is manifested uh, what appears to be bronchitis or asthma in cats, and we really don't know that these cats have heartworm. Uh, that the, the cat, uh, in a dog, we can have 10 to 12-inch worms in the heart and blood vessels that supply the lungs. And we can have as many as 100 to 200 worms. In a cat, we may only have two, three, four, or five worms. And unfortunately, in a cat, we have no treatment. And the way that it's diagnosed, um, you know, as, as a rule out in many cases, of course, is with uh, signs and symptoms. Uh, two blood tests, what we call an antigen blood test and an antibody blood test. And we also do uh, x-rays and we'll do ultrasound of the heart and blood vessels if we think the cat has heartworm. But very, very sadly that many cases of cat heartworm end up suddenly these cats die. And we find out they have heartworm after we do an autopsy on these cats when they're brought to the veterinarian. So. Just because your cat may be an indoor cat or your dog may be an indoor dog, that does not mean that they cannot that they can be infected cannot be infected with heartworm. Just remember that heartworm is transmitted by a mosquito. An infected mosquito, one bite is all that it takes to transmit heartworm both to your dog and your cat. And if you have a ferret, same thing. You read so many things online, a lot of it uh unfortunately is misinformation but one of the things that I've come across written in some locations is that uh, dogs with thick fur aren't very likely to pick up heartworms because it's difficult for the mosquitoes to get through the fur. I don't believe that's really true, do you? <laughs> and you know, I haven't heard that one but, but that's, that's, uh, that's quite humorous. Uh, 
I actually had someone write that in a comment on, on my blog in a, a post I'd written about heartworm preventive medis- medication. Well, well it, certainly, it certainly is is a good way to uh, rationalize not giving your dog heartworm medicine because it's got long, preventive rather, because it's got long fur. But, uh, you know, mosquitoes are, are, are seeking uh, blood meal, and uh, you just like fleas can infect the long-haired animal, and mosquitoes will get right down to the skin. And, and like I say, I, I think that people really all need to understand that the heartworm is transmitted only by the bite of an infected mosquito. And if there, are, if there are mosquitoes in your area, there's going to be heartworm. Our survey, we do an incident survey uh, every three years. And our last survey that we released in 2010 showed that, that heartworm exists in every state in the United States. Every county in the United States and every parish in the South has, heart, has reported heartworm disease. And Wildlife is a reservoir. Coyotes are the biggest reservoir of heartworm. So a mosquito bites an infected coyote, and then that mosquito, um, after a certain amount of incubation of the heartworm within the mosquito, will go and bite your pet, and then your pet has heartworm. Whether it be a dog or cat, it doesn't make any difference. Uh, So it's important, if if we're going to try to see the day when heartworm doesn't exist anymore, uh, we're, we're going to have to have everybody use prevention because it's the only way we have it. And there's so many of these preventives on the market right now. They are by prescription only. Your veterinarian can recommend the best choice for your pet. But the fact of the matter is that more people need to give it. And, I, you know, it's always the case. Uh, somebody says, well, it's not going to happen to me. But then it does. It's so it, these, these heartworms are spread by just the bite, again, I hate to keep emphasizing this, but it only takes the bite of one mosquito. It doesn't take the bite of 10 mosquitoes. It only has to be one infected mosquito to infect your dog or cat. Yeah, and another thing that uh, you know we're starting to see a lot more often, even if you live in an area where the heartworm in- incidence is maybe a little bit lower than some of the other areas of the country, a lot of us are traveling with our pets. We bring our dogs with us when we go on vacation, and that can expose them to things they may not be necessarily exposed to on a normal basis too, correct? Absolutely, and not only do we travel with our pets into areas where there's heartworm, but as you probably, everybody listening probably knows, that um, many of the shelters uh, in the South transfer their 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 animals up to the north in order to get adopted so for instance uh, in Katrina uh, when all of those animals were displaced because of Hurricane Katrina uh, 65% of them had heartworm disease now they couldn't all be treated down in, in, in the south but they were transferred by the hundreds up into the north and northwest areas and the northeast areas actually so that these animals uh, could be adopted and so they came harboring heartworm into areas that may have had low heartworm and by the time they got treated they already were able to infect mosquitoes which therefore perpetuates the problem so and, and the other issue is that if you know even in in areas like the desert areas like Nevada, you know, Nevada, where people think that, oh, well, you know, there's no mosquitoes here. Well, the fact of the matter is that we have irrigated those areas. We've built communities. We have golf courses. We have lakes, uh, man-made lakes. So we have all of these areas that harbor mosquitoes. So if there's mosquitoes, there's heartworm. 
And, you know, all I can do is tell everybody, you know, if it were my dog, and, of course, I, I do this, but if it were my dog, um, I would not take a chance. And for the, for, for the cost of, of less than maybe two fancy coffees a month, you can protect your pet against heartworm and, of course, external parasites like fleas and ticks and internal parasites like roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms, and tapeworms, all very important parasites. And, and to prevent them and control them uh, for, the, for the benefit of your pet, it's so important and so easy to do. And what would you say to the people who, uh, who will say, I don't start my dog on heartworm preventive because the treatment is the same as the preventive? Well, uh, that's not true, of course. The preventive, Absolutely. Right. The, the preventive medications are, are in, in a group of, of drugs that are probably one of the safest drugs that we can give our pets. Uh, it takes 100 times the dosage, let's say, uh, that we're giving them for prevention to cause any issues at all. So, it, it, you know, as easy as giving one pill a month, applying a, a topical medication once a month, or even giving, having your veterinarian give an injection that lasts six months um, are all the easiest ways to help your pet. The important thing here is that the cost of prevention is so small, and the cost of treatment can be upwards of $1,000, and you could lose your pet if the dog is sick, you know, has enough of a heartworm burden. So, you know, it, it's a no-brainer. I mean, you know, here's, here's an indication that uh, certainly an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, I, I wish people would just understand that. And I realize that in this economy there are lots of priorities in our life. But if we have a pet, we have a responsibility to that pet. And so maybe we have to give up, like I said, something as simple as, as a fancy coffee a month, and then we can protect our pet. And, and that that is the, the easiest and simplest thing we can do to, to help our pets and prevent them from getting heartworm. And, you know, another thing there is, is the fact that the imidacide, which is the primary medication we use to treat heartworms, is so difficult to get right now. There's only one medication for treatment of heartworm disease, and uh, it, it is imidacide, as you mentioned. And unfortunately, uh, the company that, that produces imidacide has had some uh, control issues in their manufacturing. Uh, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has recognized that fact and has allowed uh, the company Marial uh, to import the same product from Europe uh, on a case-by-case -case basis. So if your dog contracts heartworm, your veterinarian can get the treatment by calling Marial, and they will send within, usually within 48 to 72 hours, they will send the appropriate product to treat your dog. Um, but I do want to emphasize that uh, it's, it's very important that everybody understand that treatment is not easy. It, it requires uh, months of therapy. It, it requires uh, restriction of exercise for as long as treatment goes on because uh, it, what the, the treatment kills the adult worms. So if you have three or four adult worms, it may not be such a big deal. But if you have 20 or 25 or 30 adult worms, when they die in the blood vessels, they break up into small pieces. And if your dog is let to run around in a backyard or go to a dog park or you know run with you in the morning when you exercise, uh, those pieces can cause a, a, a blockage, and then your pet can suddenly die. So. Um, it, it, it's not worth it. it. You know, while while we can help the pet if it gets heartworm, 
it's just not worth the risks and the expense in order to do that when, when we have an alternative that's very inexpensive and easy to use. Yeah, it really is a, a situation where an ounce of cure, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Absolutely. So uh, in, in, in any event, I, I, think th I think the message is, you know, that for those of, out there that are listening that don't have their, their, their dog on, or cat on heartworm prevention, um, talk to your veterinarian. It requires a blood test on an annual basis for the dog, at least, uh, in order to continue to get the prescription for that product. Uh, that is a recommendation from the Food and Drug Administration and from the American Heartworm Society. And, and there are several reasons for it. If I have a minute, I, just, I would just like to cover them. Uh, the first is that uh, there has been an, a, a large number uh, in, in a certain part of the United States of um, complaints that their animals being on heartworm medication have actually developed heartworm. Now, when you get to a certain number with the FDA, they have to investigate. So investigation has been ongoing. And better than probably 98% of the cases that were reported uh, were due to client compliance. Uh, oh, we missed a month or two. Or, or Jane and my, our family was supposed to give it, and she said she did and she didn't. So we, you know, our pet had missed heartworm medication. Um, we're using a topical, and we bathed their animal after we put the topical on. Or we're using a topical, and our, our animal was really dirty, and the topical never got a chance to get down to the skin because we applied it on the fur. Or we're giving an oral medication, and gee, you know what? I found four of them behind the couch in our living room because our dog doesn't like them, so she would pretend to eat them and then go spit them out behind the couch. Or the animal actually vomited up the medication. If you miss a, a month of pre prevention, um, your dog is at risk to get heartworm. And most of those cases um, have been shown to be client compliance. So if you give 12 months a year, you know, at least you're giving it all the time. And if you miss a month, you're still giving it all the time. It's not like, you know, that it may be a serious issue. Now, uh, the other issue we have is the other 2% in the Delta area, the Mississippi Delta area in the United States, um, there, there is some evidence that perhaps these people really are giving their heartworm medicine on a regular basis, never miss a dose, and these animals still came up positive for heartworm. Well, scientists are working on that issue to find out if the heartworm has genetically altered itself uh, to be, become resistant to the very common drugs that we use for prevention. Uh, we don't have any results on this yet, but they are looking very seriously to see genetically if these heartworms are different. So um, it, it's only in a pocket in the United States. Um, there are, um, you know, no other, no other complaints of lack of efficacy anywhere that we know of uh, in the rest of the United States. It only appears to be the Mississippi Delta area. And we're working very hard to try to resolve that issue and find out what exactly is going on. Unfortunately, research takes a long time. But as soon as we have the results, uh, we post it on our website and also on our Facebook page, uh, and you know we'll help everybody we possibly can as quickly as we can. But just so you know, it's not just being overlooked. Um, all the manufacturers of hardware medicine are concerned about it. Uh, everybody is doing research to try to determine exactly what's going on. And you mentioned your website and your Facebook page. Can we just give people those uh, URLs so they can go visit if they uh, 
would like to? Sure. Our, our, our website is www.heartwormsociety.org. That's heartwormsociety.org. All one word, Heartworm Society. And our Facebook, just search Heartworm Society. We're the first one that comes up. And uh, you go in there and um, you'll, you'll see we're, we're going over, we have over 5,000 likes so far. Uh, you know, for a little parasite that's, uh, you know, a Facebook that specializes in a little parasite, I think that's tremendous. So there's a lot of interest. And it's not only veterinarians, it's uh, rescue groups and the public. And so uh, we're very proud of our, and we update it just about every day. So there's always something new about heartworm on there. So if you live in the South, you know what I'm talking about when we talk about heartworm. You know, a lot of people write into us all the time and, and say, gee, I, I didn't know it could happen to my pet or I, I, you know, I missed six months because uh, the economy was bad and I didn't have enough money to buy heartworm prevention. But there's always a way to work it out for your pet. You know, there's all sorts of ways that, that you can afford to do that. Um, the heartworm tests are not very expensive. Um, it only takes a, a blood test annually to be able to get a prescription, uh, either the drug from your veterinarian or wherever you get it from, just just remember that your veterinarian is your pet's second best friend. And I always recommend to everybody um, that th that's what we do as veterinarians. You know, we want to educate the public, and we're there to help you. Uh, we, it, true, you know, we also are, are uh, we're making a living just like your pediatrician is or your own medical doctor, but we're, we are there to help you. We spend, and I'm sure you can can verify that being a veterinarian, but we spend hours on the phone with our clients, you know, uh, and, and talking about their pets and helping them in many, many ways. So call your veterinarian. They can give you the best advice. And even if you live in an area that may not have a high instance of heartworm, you're, it's best to keep your pet protected. You don't want to be the one that says, gee, I didn't know it could happen to me. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Rubin. You've been very informative, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk with us today. Well, it's my pleasure, and I hope we've impacted a few changes in, in somebody's uh, ability to take care of their pet. I certainly do, too. Thank you again. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Animal Cafe. Please join us again next week for another fun and informative edition. Thank you. Have a great week.